Spliescast. The holy month of Ramadan this year ended on May the 23rd. Ramadan includes fasting from dawn to sunset, and the breaking of fast is with a feast called Iftar. Traditionally, there are festive night bazaars that are bustling with activity, but it's the food that takes center stage. One of the most popular food items you can get at these bazaars during Ramadan is something invented across the border. The Ramli Burger. If you ask a Singaporean about burgers, they'll start off by debating the long-running war between the clown and the king. But as soon as you mention Ramli Burgers, the conversation changes. No one disputes that it's a great-tasting burger. But in talking to foodies, I found they had a strong emotional connection it's a burger that is associated with good times at Pasamalams in Singapore and a street store treat on trips to Malaysia. The only drawback was that outside of the Pasamalams, it was hard to get a Romney burger in Singapore. Until now. First up, a history lesson. In 1979, Haji Ramli bin Mokni and his wife started selling burgers from street food stores. But making sure the beef was halal wasn't so easy. He'd worked as a butcher and he knew the ins and outs of the business. So the entrepreneur in him decided to solve the problem and produce halal certified meats for Muslim customers. He founded Ramli Food Processing, which today has an annual turnover in excess of a billion Malaysian ringgit. So why was it so hard to get a Ramli burger in Singapore? First off, Ramli is not a fast food chain. They make halal-certified beef patties and they run street stalls in every Malaysian state. Want to be a little bit more confused? The term Ramli burger both refers to the burger sold from the over 25,000 Ramli burger stores in Malaysia, as well as the way you make a Ramli burger. But here's the kicker for burger lovers in Singapore. The ingredients of the Ramli parties includes meat from sources that are not on the approved list from the Agri-Food and Veterinary Authority of Singapore. In other words, if you've never eaten a Ramli burger in Malaysia, then you've never had a real Ramli burger. At a Singapore Pasamalam, the only authentic part of a Ramli burger is the wrapper. Stores can still get that from Ramli, while it's not a Ramli patty, the burger needs to be a halal-certified beef patty seasoned with Worcestershire sauce, curry powder, tomato sauce, mayo, and a few drops of Maggi sauce. Add a slice of cheese, wrap it in a one-egg omelette, and put it inside a hamburger bun, and you have a Ramli burger. Two years ago, one man decided that Singapore deserved Ramli burgers all year round. My name is Shiv. I'm the director of Ministry of Burgers and we sell the best available Ramli stout burgers in Singapore. Shiv, like so many in Singapore, remembers Ramli burgers from his childhood on trips to Malaysia. From childhood, I used to go to Malaysia with my family because our relatives are living in KL. A Malaysia trip is never ever complete without having a Ramli burger by the street side, just sitting and just enjoying the sauces, licking from the wrappers. Whenever I come back to Singapore, we always look forward to Pasar Malams. Whenever they open, I will get excited. But somehow the taste is never the same as what is available in Malaysia. There was always something lacking, something different, something just not right. The memory started from childhood 
And now, even to this age, me, my family, my friends are always looking out as to when we can find the next Ramli Burger. That's when I thought, you know, why not start one in Singapore where if I were to throw a question to you right now, where can you get a Ramli Burger? Please don't tell me night markets or Gelang Bazaar. It's now. As now, where can you get it? There's no way you can get it. So that's where the whole business model came about, where we wanted to ensure that anyone who has a Ramli craving at this current moment can purchase it at our store. We know that the official Ramli burger patties cannot be imported into Singapore, so all the Ramli burgers at the Pasamalams aren't the real thing. Online, words like pirate or bootleg get thrown around, but Ministry of Burgers prefers the term homage. Shiv decided the hardcore route to learning how to make an authentic Ramli burger. I've gone to Malaysia, gone to the streets of Malaysia, worked there for a month to relearn how it's actually made, how it's done well. Our sauces are also sourced from Malaysia. We purchase them off the distributors there so that we can always have what is original used in Malaysia back in Singapore. What I feel of my burgers, I would say the standard is definitely better than what's available locally. Whether I can match Malaysia, certain vendors, yes. But I always look up to this brother John in KL. I would humbly accept defeat to him. If you were just comparing my burgers to the normal street side Ramli burgers, I would say being a fair blind test, I probably can meet your expectations. As for the top tier ones, we are still in our R&D. We plan to recreate it, but not at that level yet. The original reason Dato Dr. Haji Ramli bin Mokni started his company was to produce halal-certified meat products for his Muslim customers. And Ministry of Burgers reached a milestone on the 30th of April, 2019, when they were awarded their halal certificate. I would say I would give a lot of praise to Muiz. They were really good in terms of advising me how to undergo the halal certification. They actually do try their best, despite it being a very tedious process, to make it as seamless as possible. I've been covered by Barita Haryan for having Alao Ramli burgers as well. And I really appreciate the support that the community is giving me for those local businesses. In fact, I would encourage a lot of corporates out there, if you are thinking of your corporate event and would like to order food, Apart from me, do support local businesses because at this current moment, we really do need your support. So please do support local businesses. There are many out there who really could do with your help. The closure rate for FMB businesses in the first six months is roughly about 50% and it's a very high number. Those large MNCs are already having huge profits. It's the local strugglers who really need it. Ministry of Burgers' tagline is Enjoy Your Burger Therapy. How did Shiv come up with this? Food has always been something which is therapeutic, give you energy through the day or helping you wind down your day, help you slowly relax off. So why enjoy your burger therapy? We have two main taglines. One is might in every bite, where we want to ensure that every single bite you have of our burgers is something which gives uh, packs a punch, gives you a kick. We are trying to tie in both together where you can have a mic in every bite at the same time, something to wind off, relax and enjoy. Singapore is emerging from its circuit breaker. And during the circuit breaker, food delivery was crucial. 
What's the effect of the food delivery business on a restaurant like Ministry of Burgers? I would say definitely GrabFood, Foodpanda and all that help to increase our quantity delivered. But then again, the margins they take are pretty high. So it does help build our quantity in turn. We use it to squeeze our suppliers for better prices. And as such, the efficiency GrabFood and Foodpanda provides is amazing. In fact, the customer service, their support, their back-end teams is really good. As for whether it truly helps the businesses, I would say yes and no. No, in a way, because the commissions taken is pretty high. But then again, they also have ends to meet and every business have to cover their costs. I guess it's a price they are able to command for the quantity they are able to bring to businesses like us. Ministry of Burgers is almost two years old. What's it going to look like when it turns five? It's something which keeps me awake every day. Locally, we are looking for franchises someone to bring our brand forward. We most likely will open more delivery outlets, pick up kitchens like Smart City Kitchen or the kitchen provided by Grab and Panda. Regionally, we are also looking, uh, there is an opportunity in Philippines which I'm looking at. And also a lot of businessmen in Indonesia asking more questions on franchising. We are actually looking for someone to take up our franchise so that we can open more outlets and hopefully make this more widely available. For example, kebabs are something which are very relatively simple. Staff came in and they went in aggressively and now they are pretty much a household name for kebabs in Singapore. Uh, that's what I plan to do for Ramli Burgers. I would say that just because there are one or two more outlets opening in Singapore, that doesn't mean that isn't a market for it. As you can see, the taste buds shared between Malaysians and Singaporeans are pretty much the same. We love the same thing, chicken rice, jaguitiao, nasi lemak, stuff like that. And there's Ramli burgers practically on every other street in Malaysia. So there is pretty much a huge market in Singapore waiting to be tapped. Please do contact me, Ministry of Burgers, if let's say you want to inquire more on the franchises and stuff. Uh, we charge a very minimal fee, so rest assured, we are just mainly out there to grow our brand and grow our name out there in the market. Thanks for listening to the Singapore Foodie Season on the No or Not podcast. It was produced and hosted by me, Ken Delbridge. Ministry of Burgers delivers their Ramli burgers island-wide. Do support them and get your Ramli craving satisfied. To learn more about this episode, swipe on the cover art to see show notes, links to Ministry of Burgers, or to visit our website, knowornot.com. Subscribe via your app to be notified when new episodes are out. During this COVID-19 pandemic, do remember to support our local eateries and hawkers. If you're going to grab takeaway, remember to wear a mask and practice social distancing. Stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy good food whenever you stay at home.